The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain It is my deep, heartfelt pleasure to be back joining you, the Brainiacs, on Wednesday night in the best possible place to be, twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You are rocking with the AEW. Wrestling brain. Boy, the Zoobs back and feeling, uh, I want to say re-energized, but that is so far from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you dead? <laughs> no, I'm not dead. I was explaining to you earlier. Return I've gone of the Zoobs and therefore every the day dudes. for the last four weeks. Since the last time, since the since the episode that I left, and I believe you and John Cullen co-hosted, yeah, um, which was the day my wife started going into labor, basically. Wrestle uh, twenty three, Matt insane, Lee, welcome back, months. Zoobs. Well, I am glad that you could spare whatever micro cell of sanity <laughs> you have left to spend it here on Wednesday night, because back like a bad habit and better brain, than they ever had it, the sword heart. and shield are back in the saddle to go up and down and move it all around about tonight's AEW Dynamite. Uh, Zoobs, personally, I feel like I'm speaking for the Brainiacs who are, of course, exploding. We got to get to some sub thank yous, but Zoobs, the, the Sword and Shield are back together. I can hardly stay on track. My excitement is beaming. Uh, we're at a hype train three out the gate here. I would be remiss before I go to thank all the subs if I don't also thank all the co-hosts that we did have while you were gone, Zoobs. Uh, John Cullen, uh... Eric Hartman, Andrew Seaslack. Was there a fourth? There might have been uh, a fourth. Yeah. Was there, was there a fourth? No, because you skipped the show. You, you were right. away for a You've show. You've been gone uh, a month, but I was off a week. Correct. All of them did magnificent. But really, this show could not have stayed on the rails without the man behind the ones and twos. Producer Matt behind the scenes, Matt. Uh, thank you so much for uh, carrying us during this hiatus. It's meant the world. Brainiacs, hello! Let's get to the chat. Let's thank some subs. Zooms, I think these are largely for you, not me. Do you want to say hello and thank you to a couple of people in the chat tonight? Uh, boy, I, I have to, I'll have to track back uh, and go way back because I'm, I'm getting mad on the ones and twos allows me a freedom Wrestling uh, brain. to not have to have all this stuff blasted right in my face uh, all the time. But so many incredible people to thank. And I agree. I have to echo your, have to echo your sentiment and say, um, producer Matt, keeping this motherfucker on the air i don't i have no idea what we'd be doing even tonight even tonight um i have a be... megaphone in my hallway <laughs> what do you think of hooking dan housing neighbors <laughs> that's what would be happening you'd be able to ask mike uh noble and then, and then like a couple people nearby yeah, yeah absolutely right. right i'm loud um, enough yeah oh boy uh we had, we had big mac 181 resub with prime for 13 months there over the year mark pay 14 months 
13 months for Torrey Prenderloin. McVander Hughes, 10 months. Oh uh, 17 months for Eric Hartman. Uh, 18 months for Maddie Mack. 17 months uh, for Jay Iggs. Boy, it feels good to see these people. Uh, Blosh Style Piledriver giving out five subs to the community. Hey, my name is Will. He's back for 16 months. America's so bad. Nine months. Anfield Road, a five-pack of subs. Boy, oh boy, no clue what this is. That's five months for them. Uh, Fruits are edible, who we love, 17 months. Rusty Sheds, five months. Area Thrasher, eight months. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Giving out a community sub. No clue what this is, two community subs. Damn it, damn it, Welcome damn it. Cheering with nine bits. I am not done. Corvax, they oh are subbed God. for four months. Cactus Josh, wow. You land a celebrity in the chat every now and then. 17 months. Pace Bow giving out a five bomb. 20 from McVander Huge. I don't believe it. 20? I don't believe it. Pace, I don't believe it. Pace five, 20 from McVander Huge? What's going on? I don't on? believe it. I don't believe it. I don't know um, what to take from this. Here I am clawing for subs. Oh, my, oh Josh is here. Can't, can't, what what they, what they say about Dolph Ziggler? Never do true a dime. Uh, Zooms comes back. <laughs> I, I get message loud and clear, folks. Five from Torque Fenderline. Look at this. If you ever turn this channel on in your life, you have a sub to this channel right now. It's basically basically the 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 fact. Um unbelievable, wow. unbelievable support. Um crazy. It humbled. It makes you emotional. It makes you emotional. Be honest, the baseball podcast doesn't give you this rush like a day later. You know what I mean? No, I've there's nothing. Before. There's nothing like doing it live, man. There's nothing like the Brainiacs. Uh, nothing like this exists for me anywhere in my life. Uh, this is truly deeply meaningful. And uh, you know what, Josh? The reason that people are here and the reason that people are excited and the reason that people give us subs is because it's a damn good wrestling show. And we are here to talk about AEW Dynamite. I cannot wait. I got to sit down and watch a whole two-hour show tonight. So I am five more from Ashton Kutcher. Look at this. Dennis Thirty worked with five more. I don't believe it. Another what, ten. What, what do we do? Just for saying the intro of the show, we got to give them the best damn wrestling show that you can get. And that is right here at twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. This is madness. One We're of you who subbed tonight. is winning this shirt. Okay? We'll, we'll figure it out. But if you subbed in this opening... We'll give you Please a chance to win this with shirt. The community sub. Look at this. Uh, madness. And look at that. You're talking about, talk about the wrestling brain impact. Uh, Brainiac of your own folks making their shirt so good that FTR is like, we have to have this in AEW shop tomorrow because we are going to sell 1 million units. That's wrestling brain at work. Bobby, are you in the chat? Drop your Instagram handle for Exploder because uh, like Zeus pointed out, one of our very own Brainiacs, his t-shirt is on AEW shop right now. That t-shirt, that exact t-shirt. Is on AEW shop because he on his fantastic Instagram page tagged Uncle Dax, who found it and was like, "Wow, AEW shop largely sucks, and this is fantastic." So uh, we've plugged Exploder a couple times on here. I'm wearing one of his T-shirts very often. Uh, go drop him a follow and shout out to Uncle Dax. Thank you to the Lance in the chat, one of our mods, good friend Jake, putting the Instagram handle in there, and of course to the other mod, Maddie Mac, the axe of the network. Of course, as good a time as any to remind everybody. That if you were going to say anything transphobic, racist, or homophobic, get the fuck out of here. We don't want to hear it. It's not funny. No sense of humor about those things. The axe and the lance will have you out on your ass. You'll never be able to watch this again. You, you, you who cares? You can see me every week. You can't see Zoobs all the time. And you won't be able to find out which weeks are which. If Man, you're I like, the, I like the lance. Wow. Who did that? Who came up with the lance? That's beautiful. I think Maddie Mac did, if, if, I'm, uh, if I'm correct here. Yeah, like a phalanx, the defense here at, at Wrestling Brain. 
Bobby is in the chat. Incredible shirts, as always, on AEW Shop and soon to be on AEW Television very soon. Zoobs, the bullshit is out of the way. Thank you, Brainiacs. Thank you, Matt Prince. And thank you, these Zoobs, because I feel energized out the gate. I'm about to bring it like it's never been brought, and we are about to go up and down AEW. But before we do any of that, it is time to do what we do best around here. And that's plugs. You can, of course, follow him at... No, of course! <laughs> it's time to ask the Brainiacs in the chat and you, these Zooms, on a scale of one to seven. One being the worst and seven being the best. Uh, what do you, these Zooms, and you, the Brainiacs in the chat, rate tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, a hell of a wrestling variety show, if there ever was one, in my opinion. Uh, a little something for everyone, but does that mean a seven? Is that, does somebody only like one thing and they only saw a sliver of it, so it's a one? I'll make a bold claim. Residual effects of the opening of the Wrestling Brain show. Going to be hard for people to not vote seven here. You're, you're saying that the score might have been the lower. Vibes, the vibes are so high. If you, To come in and be that hype and then, and then be like, mm, show is pretty good, I guess. Four. It would be, be, <laughs> be a strange thing to do. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, it is sevens almost across the board. 6.5 from Jiggs, which, as we know more and more, 6.5 is somebody who wants to give the show a seven. I have no problem with six and a half. You want to go six and a half? <laughs> we don't have a problem. You want to go 6.6, 6.7, 6.8, 6.9? Where can they go, Zoobs? It's it's a seven. It's a coward seven. Yeah, you're right. 6.5 is like you have a, a big enough qualm to show. Yeah, there's you're, something that... You're giving that, out real points. Yeah, you removed something for something. 6.7. Uh, go listen to the Cage Side Seats podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah 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 jay's retro with 10 months part of part of dad gang out there people that have reached out and said fun dad things to me people who understand gwgis thank you jay's retro for the sub yeah do i need to read the scores here soups they are legitimately all sevens all sevens with i mean basically it's like who isn't giving a seven right and that's uh jay's with a 6.5 a 6.5 from tom hummel as well i would do a 6.5 dot 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 but i'm not, not a coward so everybody's saying everybody's saying sevens across the board um i get it listen a lot's going on i had a i was remarking and listen I, i'm coming at this from a different viewpoint than i think a lot of people tonight where i was like actually haven't been able to watch the last four as intently as i normally do and seeing right. bits and pieces throughout the night or the next day if it's really good um i was like surprised how, many, how much i laughing out loud and just like this is, a, this is a funny show tonight i think sort of like there was a lot of um bigger picture stuff to like but there was also like a lot of funny like funny little things that you're just like man wrestling is so funny and fun like that's something i love about the company and that's pretty pretty high praise Zeus, because i don't think either of us are guys that people would normally paint as the brush who uh, are drawn to the lighter hearted side of wrestling not that we don't like it when it's done well uh but the high-end version of that stuff is not aimed squarely at you and i certainly as much as i think matt in the back uh, you know, that some people enjoy comedy wrestling to a level that doesn't usually hit for, for you and I, but uh, I thought there was some of it tonight, and uh, I totally agree. Uh, is this one a seven for you, Zoobs, with all that context? I think so. I'm pretty context-heavy, but uh, I, I mean, listen, the, the way that it starts and and the big MJF segment in the middle and um, sort of the the real feel and vibe, I thought some big moment vibes tonight. Uh, yeah. The stare down between Hangman and CM Punk and sort of a, a dream matchy sort of if you're a certain kind of person, uh, maybe one of the people in the match, dream match style in the main, which is something we've come to sort of come accustomed to uh, as sort of this different kinds of excellent service throughout the show. That's what I thought uh, was sort of handed down here. Love that line, different kinds of excellent service. And I do think that's what was laid out, a smorgasbord of different good 
Wrestling. Now, all that good yet to come as horrible music plays us into tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, but it's interrupted by one of the two songs that we always hear in this spot these days. You're going to hear Cult of Personality, or you're going to hear It's All About the Boom, and tonight it was all about the booms. Adam Cole is out to take on Dax Wilder. I got to say, it's a nice call. I don't know we know this, but it's worth pointing out maybe every couple months. I like that JR still says, it's Wednesday night. You know what mm. that means. Uh, it's it's easy to take for granted, but still a very nice touch. There are, I'm sure, people watching this show, you know, post-CM Punk joining that maybe don't know that that is, of course, a tribute to Brody Lee. And it's cool that the company chooses to still keep that in its DNA. Or maybe that's just a JR choice. I'm not sure. But it just struck me tonight that that was cool. Yeah, uh, sort of their keep it or kick it, sort of. You know what I mean? I mean, I didn't say it was that good. They bought it. You know, they're cribbing. We've got to have a weekly thing, right? Sort of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't do it three times. <laughs> yeah, damn right. <laughs> they couldn't. Uh, <laughs> the dirt sheets were saying that Tony Khan heard that the Zoobs was back on Wrestling Brain. He says, all right, Dax Harwood singles match to open the show then. No problem here. We'll just give uh, Father Zoobs exactly what he's looking for. These new dad vibes never stronger uh, as Dax Harwood, a man with quite the dad stash in his own right, is out to take on the huge reaction, Adam Cole. Um, Zoops, I feel like you've kind of missed some of Dax Harwood's journey, which is interesting as he's, you know, he's getting more feature now than maybe ever before on this show. Were you at all surprised by the crowd reaction he was getting here or sort of that he was opening Dynamite in a singles match? No, I'm not. Uh, I may not be watching the live, but I'm not missing uh, a moment of Dax Harwood. No chance. Um, it's great to see. I love it. I, 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 I love that we are, you know, it, you don't have to look that far back to be like, could you get what you got tonight from positioning Dax Harwood against Adam Cole, right? Sort of a Cole, an easy guy to sort of lose in the middle. We've talked about many times. Yeah. Can't help himself, but do the taunt. Um, doing it's so, it's so funny. I think the elevation um, level of that sort of they've developed now and how long they've been having good matches on this show is they can do something like really blatantly do that Adam Cole is being Shawn Michaels and Dax is being Bret Hart and they're doing an Owen Hart thing and, and sort of let all that mean something and let that sort of, you know, I thought Cole was, was the best heel he's been in a really long time tonight because it was very clear that like it was the Owen Hart thing and everybody's going to want Dax to win. And it's like really unanimous. I think that's really mm -hmm. nice. And, and I think almost part of what was so good about tonight is sort of like, it sort of ends up being what I don't like about Cole in that, like, you don't even need to, you need to take out one more thing. And he's like, oh, he's like, he's very good at, at being a heel, at being Shawn Michaels and beating Dax with a sharpshooter because he, you know, it's going to piss off. But the kind of person that is excited about Dax wrestling about heart match, it's like it's, it rewards you in that way. And I, he could, he could be so much because he does fit it so well. Um, I was just really happy with sort of the fact that we we live in a place now where all that context can inform how the match goes and really inform um, the steps to it all the way down from from the moves to the way the crowd deals with it so um yeah i'm i'm thrilled with what dax is able to do right now and uh so happy with one match so happy basically with two matches this week in the ftr intermatch so happy that that like if the owen does nothing more than that then like it's already <laughs> yeah you're already like boom like that that enough was a huge success but uh yeah so i uh i know that's a little maybe a little bit too expounding but i i think uh in terms of what dax is doing i mean that's you dream about guys getting to uh, realize their vision like this and, uh, you know, grasping onto it because of where he is. Is the coast clear? 
love everything you said there, but uh, what I'd really like to sort of pick up and run with is the crowd reactions in this match. Uh, I, you know me, Zoobs. I hate when people talk about chasing the casual fan in wrestling or anything. Right. I don't yeah, give yeah. a fuck about getting the casual fan into wrestling. Cater the show. The more the show is catered towards just my interest, that yes. suits me fine. I run and into the, this with many sports I follow. Why, why aren't we marketing baseball better? It's like, I don't know. Do I work in PR? I don't give a fuck. I hope that my team wins the World yeah, Series. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not what I follow this to do. I don't follow this to, like, come up with campaign ideas in my spare time. I, I, I want my guys to win and for it to mean something. Well, and to chase that would mean that you have to abandon things like tonight. Because in Dax Harwood versus Adam Cole, you get, I'm going to say, the most heel heat that's actually been on Adam Cole that I can remember. Adam Cole's one of these heels who it's like, oh, you, you punch the balls, the refs, the refs distracted, but he still has the giant taunts. There's never anything actually that dastardly. This crowd hated that Shawn Michaels Jr. was slapping the sharpshooter onto Bret Hart Jr. A crowd of casual fans you know, they might boo that the bad guy is slapping a submission hold onto the good guy, but th there's levels that they cannot begin. And so reward me with that. I don't care that the casual fan would not enjoy this moment, but I'm glad that this arena was filled with people tonight who did get it. Yeah, and I would say to you, to to agree with that fully and sort of add to the point in a, in a in a counter to any conversation about counter casual fans you are far more likely to turn somebody from a casual fan to a hardcore fan by adding that yes it, 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 it i don't know how, what kind of casual fan would be like oh it was it was meaningful i don't want i don't want that yeah no can you make this more sort of broad reaching and uh, shallow yeah. that would be better for me in my investment it's madness uh got to jump in the chat here for a minute thanks to a man whose DNA is always in this network. Sick Nick East, the Zang Zone with the submission. Of course, go check out his channel. Sick Nick, always streaming video games over there. One of the best Mario golf players in the whole wide world. We love Sick Nick around these parts. Seek Nick, says Matty Mac. That's damn right. Uh, <laughs> Eric Hartman saying, turning a big dial that says the boom on and constantly looking back at the audience for approval like a contestant on the price is right <laughs> that's, that's perfectly said eric good for jake saying i wish dax would have been the man to win this match but i can't deny that that considering cole was going over the way they did this match perfectly i know what he's saying there he's, yeah if cole was gonna go over this was the way to execute it um and, yeah and, and like so directly um with dax's like even more increased uh face star power sort of like the yeah even, even more of a propulsion so well and in that exact vein uh damn it damn it damn it pointing out this was his or their favorite cole match in a while because adam cole was booed yeah. and you know you, you could forget it could get lost in the sauce adam cole is a heel and wrestling i know this is divisive around these parts but it is better when the room is cheering for one guy and booing for the other largely uh brains in the chat for so many people it's a it's a hype chat tonight and i get it yeah I love, i'm loving it i'm having a great time yeah who would have thought that uh dax would be the someone someone to baby face somebody and, and not like adam cole goes to do the bay bay in the match and dax cuts it off with the chop that's like a switched alignment move like the baby face <laughs> yeah. going for the top the heels cutting yeah. off uh and yet it works with this dynamic i thought this was uh 
an excellent, excellent match. Hangman Page can call these masturbatory Bret Hart worship matches all he wants. Uh, they weren't just fine for me, Hanger. Uh, I like these a great deal. Like, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. This is my favorite uh, Adam Cole match. In I, I like the Hangman matches, of course, uh, but this would be, you know, we talk so often to do something if it's between good matches and great TV matches. And mm. if you've got a limited time and a surefire winner, this is a great TV match to me. Yeah. Again, just a reminder, we will be giving away that Exploder FTR shirt. Uncle Dax's face on your body. Beautiful. Exploder. Look forward to that later on in the show. Maybe maybe uh, fitting after merch match, Zoot. You could almost, I, I mean, I don't know if there's too much to say. I can't speak to this, but like it, almost like I can almost draw a straight line from like doing merch match to like now the merch is better because of us. Like, it's, like, it's not a the reason separation between us doing that and that shirt existing are pretty small. Is all I'm saying. Far be it from me to take any of Bobby's credit for this wonderful shirt. Of course design. not. And but I, I want to. I, I want to add. Yeah, I want to add. The shirt design so good that Dax made trunks around it. He was like, "Oh, these are also my trunks now." Basically, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, also true. But I think Bobby would agree. There's some sort of wrestling brain adjacent pipeline to merge match approving the AW shop. I think everybody agrees on that one. Yeah. Uh, Stick Nick pointing out that he loves uh, Dax Harwood's pile driver. Let me take that in uh, twofold. That I like any move where Dax Harwood is sitting down. This guy loves to plant dudes. Be it the the rebound po power bomb, boom sits on his ass. The pile driver, boom sits on his ass. This guy likes to really lay it in. Uh, furthermore, why I love this match. Nobody, he used to always say, nobody has better snap in wrestling than, than Dax Harwood. Hell, I like the sounds of that. A lot of fun in this match. Uh, it had my pet peeve again. I know I've talked about this on the show. Um, JR loves to call. So, you know, Punk does this and Hart does it. When a guy Irish whips them and they take the turnbuckle yes. face first. <laughs> yes. And then JR goes, shades of the great Bret Hart. Never seen someone take a turnbuckle so hard in my life. And it's like, that's taking offense. Like it's not, yeah. it's not shades of the great Bret, Bret Hart to go into the turn. And he's done it before. And it's like, oh, it, it would be like, oh, shades of the great Mike Tyson. That time he got KO'd by Buster Douglas. Look at him right. fall. It's like, right. yeah, that shades did of, happen. Shades, of, shades of the rock getting stunned by Stone Cold. Like, not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, but not really what he, yeah. Yeah, not, not really what we're talking about. Not really what we're doing hair, so to speak, of course. Uh, and of course, if you're enjoying this show so far, thank you so much for the support. If this is your first time here and somehow you don't have a subscription, please drop a follow. Uh, we're on the road to 2,000 Brainiacs <laughs> around this part, and we would greatly enjoy it. Of course, you can also give us a follow over on wrestling underscore brain. That's where the tweets are going down. And Zoops, what do you think of the tweets on, uh, on the wrestling underscore brain timeline, Zoops? Always good. Haven't seen a bad one yet. I mean, what's a better review than that from the Zoops? And we move on to a Darby Allen vignette. Mick Vander Huge correctly saying, if you don't have a suit sub, you fucking missed out earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah you it's it's basically impossible at this point. Yeah, it's basically like uh the cookies you get on your browser that let remind you what sites you've been to. If you have one of those active from this place, you have a subscription right now. <laughs> oh, the truth, the truth, and nothing but the truth from these zooms, of course. Uh, Darby Allen setting up his match for uh, against Jeff Hardy tonight. Were you at all surprised, Zub, seeing this uh, announced that this was a TV match? To me, this, and I'm sure one day it will be, but Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen 
with some build is sort of a an easy pay-per-view match to me, you know? No, I would say not. Oh wow. I'm not not, not surprised at all that Jeff Hardy's singles match was a was a paper was a main event of a television show and not a pay-per-view. For sure. I would be upset if a Jeff Hardy singles match was a pay-per-view event. Really? I, I feel like yeah. a feud of him and Darby would have legs. Like there's such an obvious parallel between the two. Um, that's something with a bit more meat. Maybe it's such an obvious story that they told tonight, and we can talk about that in the match that they both go for the weapons, go for the body. Yeah. Uh, but not, I think not, they're not saying yeah. not saying it can't be a great feud. I just like I if I was the pay-per-views get so big with so such big matches. If one of them was like a Jeff Hardy singles match against Darby Allen, it'd have to be a hell of a feud through there for me to be like this hits the mustard of what I expect of these AEW pay-per-views with, with, how, with how big they sort of build these things. Zooms, my parents are in the chat. They are watching, and they'd like to say congratulations on the, the birth of your son, of course. Petta Benz, maybe. Thank you so uh, much. I, from... The only reason, I'll tell you this, speaking of your parents, the only reason I'm able to do this show tonight is because my in-law, uh, Berta, is upstairs. So it's only, is... the only reason I can do this show tonight. Yeah. And she is? She's my mother-in-law. She's also Portuguese. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was implied that my in-laws are Portuguese. Yeah, well, I know, I yeah. know my parents know, but I'm just saying if there's any new chatters here tonight. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Pardon me. Yeah, absolutely right. My Portuguese mother-in-law is upstairs. That's the only reason I'm able to be down here podcasting and not uh, worrying for my life in another room. <laughs> it's not a freaking sticker, Zoobs. Don't come off. You know what I'm saying? Hey, mom and dad. Yeah. Love you guys. Okay, Zoobs. Uh, the Darby vignette ends, and we move on. The Hangman Adam Page coming up for commentary. He's going to be on the horn for CM Punk taking on his, uh, well, I don't know. I was about to say his faction mate, but his, his, his Dark Order, are they Hangman's his, faction His boy. Mates? CM Punk described him as his boy. That's yeah, his boy, John Hungry. Um, yeah, I thought the Hangman reaction was kind of small here. Was I was I crazy? Um, I was surprised at, at sort of how big it was, so I guess maybe. Oh. It's, I'm, I'm sort of. I was sort all of, right. It, chat. Who was right? Who's I was right? sort of encouraged. Listen, I, I'm, the the hangman thing is we've talked about weeks ago, and I think in the time between, um, you know, there's been some growth. But it, the thing is always we we talked about him feeling like a big enough deal, and uh, people coming here every so often. I remember people every so often. The concern would be I don't know if Steve Punk can. The, the people want this like extended heel run or this, these extended things. It's like no, he's just going to do whatever he needs to do at that time to do it. Uh, as best as anybody could possibly do it, given the situation. Um, I was happy to see how, I mean, the guys are masters, and especially Punk, obviously, um, how well they sort of define that, like, people don't want, people were able to, like, pretty handily, easily boo CM Punk and want Hangman to win. I think that's, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that, because like, we just talked about it with Adam Cole, like, the trying to have one guy be 100% and the other guy be, like, 50%. It's like, well, then neither guy gets 100%. You, you sort of never nobody ever gets the big thing i think um the tavares jersey was like holy shit if, if you know what you're doing that is maybe the best thing you could possibly do uh a little a little anti-portuguese which i like to see um you crowd, like to ex see exposing i know the crowd we just lost two viewers ex exposing the crowd for their anti for their anti-portuguese oh right views, thank you right yes. sort of like playing on the anti-portuguese i'm thrilled he's out there in a john tavares t-shirt are, are you kidding me now, Zoops, for the less sports inclined who might be in our chat, could you maybe explain the the resonance and why the crowd hated so much CM Punk? Because he comes out in a New York Islanders jersey initially the here Islanders, in Long yeah. Island. And he because he knows that with the MJF history, he might get booed. So he sort of comes out and he's feeling them. Hey, I got the jersey. Who are we booing? 
And then he spins around and reveals it's a John Tavares jersey. Why did this crowd, I know, of course, but why did this crowd revolt uh, so so hard against that? Yeah, I mean, for the, the, your your Wikipedia skim here, sort of all the top for me here is, I mean, John Tavares, if you don't know, uh, probably the most famous Portuguese hockey player in the world right now, uh, I would One say. One yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, listen, there's a lot of Portuguese sports stars. So in terms of hockey, he's 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 among the best. Yeah. He, if, they did a, if they did a national team, he would make it, right? Probably. Oh, yeah, I mean, please. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was Great. the was the captain, captain of the Islanders for, for quite some time, a number of years uh, in the beginning of his career, sort of the beginning to his early prime, mid-prime years, draft pick to prime guy. Was their captain, as you saw, was the captain's jersey, uh, and then famously decided – once his free agency arrived that he wanted to go home to Toronto, play in front of, you know, his family, uh, Azorian Canadians, by the way, just so everybody get the full picture of what kind of Portuguese we're talking, we're talking about. Here. Yeah. Hardworking. Um, yeah. He, he was like, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to go to Toronto and Islanders fans, very mad as sports fans are wont to do. It was like, can't believe you betrayed us. Uh, very, 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 very mad. And are still bitter about it to this day. So he comes out absolutely perfectly. As you said, playing it up in the like, this is, this is either very easy heat or very, very easy like face stuff. Like he sort of, I like that about it sort of um, to sort of expound on it. As I was talking about earlier about, you know, you trust Punk to get himself booed in this situation and coming into it the way I sort of look at it. I, I was, I did have that tinge of like, oh my God, are they going to try to do the like, is it double turn, not a double turn, but it's like, oh, is Punk going to go hard face and we boo hangman? What exactly are we going to do? And then the Tavares thing is so brilliant. Um, it's so layered. because I, I don't even think the announcers really knew what was going on. I don't think any any three of the announcers knew why that was fucking brilliant. Right? Tom they, Hummel they... was asking if JR could name five hockey players. Yeah. Do you think he could? No, but I mean, you asked any... Yeah, <laughs> are there how many hockey players are from Oklahoma? Is the real question here? Yeah, I you know that that, that is true. I you could do the same thing. You ask a hockey player to name five Oklahoma Sooners, and you probably wouldn't be able to do it. You're damn right. Now, there's before even that confrontation, right sports, you know, <laughs> now that the fake ones, of course. Uh, before we even get to that confrontation, Zoobs, there was a match between CM Punk and uh, John Silver. Uh, a big reaction for John Silver coming out here in his home, Long Island. Uh, you know, John's out there. He's doing his thing. What'd you think of the match there, Zoobs? Gotta be a gotta be gotta be big for you as a, as a as a big John Hungry disliker sort of. I think maybe the biggest John Hungry anti John Hungry guy I know. Um, I said in my Discord tonight, which of course you can join at Patreon.com/slash/J0SHC for only five dollars. Oh my God, the value! Deal. Uh, <laughs> I was saying that even, normally I enjoy like Punk putting on these selling masterclasses, but watching himself for John Hungry was not something I took a ton of joy out of, but the yeah. crowd was into this match and uh, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was good. It was fine. Punk finished using the, the buckshot lariat, which I thought was a nice touch. They didn't even need his finisher to put away John hungry. I thought that was cool. And uh, yeah. What well, do you like this match? Luke? Yeah. I mean, uh, yes, yes. In general. Yes. Right. I, I, you don't want to get into this thing where I'm like ungrateful for a, for a punk match because I didn't, because it didn't need to have the 12 layers that he can put into something, right? It only had uh, a message to the champion with the finisher. And it only had yeah. like these, it, it, only the brilliant jersey thing, right? Like so you get the chocolate ice cream is so filling. So, um, so that's sort of that sort of complaint. Like, oh, I had ice cream and cake. I feel terrible. Um, yeah, the match was fine. It, 
you, you get what you get with hungry um you sort of still speaking more of ice cream and cake you know yeah saying? speaking of john hungry <laughs> i got i got a good I, I, I got a good speaking up coming up i can't wait to drop it so true uh <laughs> zooms with that i think it's time for us to get to our first keep it or kick it of the evening now zooms has been a little while so i will refresh your mind of the rules of course keep it or kick it is a part of the show that we do three times one two three times where i find a prompt about the wrestling world in my brain i say it aloud and then you these zooms and the brainiacs in the chat must go over to your emotes bar everyone's a subscriber now so you got no excuse <laughs> yeah if you're out there if you're caught out here not using emotes I, like i don't even know what where you've been yeah what are we doing here if uh again you fucked up <laughs> and i don't want to i don't want to throw the don't throw guilt around josh you never get because we have such generosity but like people are giving away like 20 subs so if you didn't even if you didn't get one it was like oh everyone got one but me it's like well you, you know you could you got prime I'm maybe it's it just on the fuck off i agree <laughs> man Yo, what's their problem <laughs> only five dollars <laughs> i have no idea how much it is to sub to this channel uh, <laughs> i know it's free with, i know it's free with prime yeah it is free with prime that is true and of course i am playing around uh it genuinely the the opening of tonight's show was <laughs> the most adrenaline i felt in 2022 so... i think tom hummel i think tom hummel sums it up right here buddy what do you say it says silver is the only part of bte worth watching which which to me is a uh endorsement to not watch bte yeah, I don't know, good but... way to stay away i mean i don't ever watch that show anyway that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no problem and props to you listen I, I did for a very long time and it's you they they attribute it to the reason the, the thing exists but i need more than uh hungry is the funniest one uh to get me in the door again Zoobs, <laughs> keep it or kick it this statement as he enters in Las Vegas to face Hangman Page at Double or Nothing, CM Punk will be booed. I'm talking about 65% or more, largely booed. The audience Keep. reaction is booing. Keep it. As he walks out to Hangman Page. Keep it or kick it. Keep it or kick it. Keep it or kick it. Votes are in Zooms. Wow, that theme revs me. Speaking of adrenaline rushes, Zooms. You talk about um improvements to the show while I was gone. Um and 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 things that Maddie has brought to the table. I mean <laughs> You could you could you could stop after the keep it or kick it theme to 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 finally have solved the what do you do while the votes come in question. It's so amazing. Yeah, it's genuinely amazing. Uh, I call it the theme so good you can hear. Uh, should we get into the chat here, Zoobs? Boy, bit, bit mixed here. What, what do you say, Zoobs? How did, are they coming in? I think you came pretty close. You think you came pretty close to doing it? We have keeps from Sam Fells and good friend Jake. We have kicks from Scoots Brodo, Jay's Retro, Torque Penderloin, Zang Zone, and Jay Eggs. We then have keeps from Maddie Mack and Ashton Kutcher. Kicks from Am I Doing It Right, Pace Foul, and Field Road, Dennis Dirty Works. I would say through that, that's what, seven, four, seven, four kicks through that first section. Then America is so bad mm -hmm. with the keep. Then four straight kicks. Tom Hummel, C. Suppa, Area Thrasher, Rusty Sheds. Then another kick from No Clue What This Is. Another keep from Ashton Kutcher. So we're starting to veer a little heavily into kick. Then it's split. We got Vander Huge, the kick. Uh, Geese Brecht with keeps, then a little run of keeps. Fruits are edible. 
JR Pena, 3-2-3, Kyle Cushman, and Corvax back on the keep train. So I think keep probably edges back in there and probably gets us closer to uh, 65. Ooh, kick from Qui-Gon Jin and Juice. I, I lean keep. I lean if CM, Punk's, if CM Punk's goal is to be booed coming out, he will be booed coming out. He's he's he. Something as easy, as good as the Tavares jersey tonight will 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 materialize in the time between then and now. He got booed tonight in a Tavares jersey in Long Island, but can he get booed in Chicago at Forbidden Door? That's the question oh, yeah. to me. Because that's what three weeks a, a month after Double or Nothing. Well, something... he, doesn't have, he doesn't have to though. He doesn't have to get booed. No, no, he 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 does not. But it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see because I think Hangman Punk is a great match and a feud that I'm hoping picks up, but I'm looking forward to, but also uh, tells us stuff about forbidden door. I feel like uh, as that feud sort of finishes out. So very excited for that. Torpenna Lawrence, who of course, former co-host for guest host of this show and King of Chicago says he cannot be booed here. Sorry. I trust him. Yeah. I trust. Him. I don't know why he, I don't know why you'd why don't. Yeah. Is it, double or nothing is not is, is that in Chicago as well? Where's, where's double or nothing? Las Vegas. Yeah, he can get booed in Las Vegas. But then three weeks later against Okada. Yeah, but the, that, that that matters less. I think Forbidden Door is a different thing. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. It, it, it's sort of like everybody can get a huge pop all night. Nobody has to get booed at the Forbidden Door, right? You're just sort of like, I can't wait. Is this happening? You're all just sort of yeah. screaming and coming, right? A point well made. Tony Schiavone is backstage with Britt Britt Brit Baker and the crew. Baker and the crew. Uh, Britt is putting over Jamie Hayter, uh, talking about her match coming up with Tony Storm later on in the evening. I, I think you got to let Jamie do a little more of her own speaking here. Britt's been doing a lot of the like putting her over. It feels like for a long time now. And while Britt is a good talker, I think Jamie's vibe is like a little more serious and like grounded than maybe the way Britt sells her. Do you know what I'm saying, Suits? I think everybody I talk to about Jamie Hayter says. Give me more Jamie Hayter. I think yeah. that's, I don't think anybody has ever said anything other than that to me about Jamie Hayter. I was like, I wish there was more Jamie yeah, Hayter involved. We get more of Jamie. I think I agree. Uh, do you agree with that sentiment? I do. I think it's about time to sort of uh, split up this little alliance thingy and maybe give, maybe add, continue to add sort of individual pieces to this, to this puzzle that we have here in this division. I think she's got enough. Don't we all? I think so. Uh, I had some to spare, especially in this division. Yeah. Um, Danhausen gets his first entrance ever. And important to note, Tony Nice does not starts the segment in the ring. Danhausen, music, Titantron. What are your first impressions here, Zoobs? Uh, um, I've been, <laughs> I've been trying to, I've been trying to stay patient with Danhausen. Yeah, because remember, remember he first showed up, and I was like, I don't know anything about this, mm-hmm. and I'm and people who like wrestling really enjoy him. So I'm going to give him the same thing that I gave Orange Cassidy, where I was like, give me the give me the ability to be uh surprised and sort of let it grow on me, but hasn't been for me so far. And uh everybody else seems to like the hook housing thing way more than I do. So it doesn't really do anything for me. I don't hate it, but like I I I I wasn't like, oh, they shook hands, and I'm I'm not like, oh, they're together. Like I'm like, all right, man, hooks uh I was excited about hook and now I'm not. So that's sort of what <laughs> that's the result I've gotten from Hookhausen. Okay, let's get there. Danhausen comes out first entrance they make a big deal about his presentation all this sort of thing i thought the music was good and the titantron was good like it suited him uh he was out the bell rings and tony nice immediately beats him just 
beats Danhausen as quickly. Or did you say Tony knees? <laughs> you haven't gotten brains in the chat for a while, have you, Zoom? Have you? Knee Tony knees? Knees. Oh. Tony knees. He yeah, does he's use a, his knees, though. Yeah, he's from Long Island. Tony knees. Knees. I think it's niece. Tony knees. No, no, no. Yo, oh, sorry, I was just sorry. I was describing the match. Oh, so we got it, and then you said, "I see." Okay, well, there you go. Tony, Tony knees. Tony does knee and hits Danhausen with the one, two, three. Uh, but then Smart Mark Sterling says, "You know, you didn't even give Tony Nice a, a entrance. Look, anything, anything can happen. You know, this loser, he's getting all this attention. Look how easy he is to beat." Show him, Tony. Show him how good we are. And indeed, Tony does knee zoobs as he continues to beat down down beat down Danhausen uh, to a course of booze. And then you don't even know me. You don't even know me. The most purpose Hook has ever walked with happens, which uh, I would describe as a purposeful stroll. He's not running out, running out to save Danhausen by any stretch. He's uh, he's focused. He's you know he's coming. He's like looking at Danhausen. Uh, I liked this walk. I liked this music. I liked this save. Tony Nese and Smart Mark scurrying away from Son of Taz. They tease a handshake, and they finally connect. Now, Zoobs, you say you didn't hate this, but it didn't do as much for you as certainly the live crowd and maybe some people in our timeline where it was basically unanimously positive. Yeah, I, would this is... did, I would say it did nothing for me, and, and it would be hard for it to do. <laughs> it didn't do less for anybody, but it couldn't have done. A lot of people did more then. Did you dislike it? No, I just like it. I, I register zero. I, I don't like it. Yes. It doesn't. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's this thing, right? I, I don't get angry at the stuff I don't like, but I was like, this section of the show doesn't interest me. That's uh, this, where this, I this should stuff, be. Is this stuff all happening on, on Rampage? Is that, is that what's happening here? They've been on Dynamite the last, I think, two weeks yeah. ago. That's wild. Um, I should be where you are. Like, Dan Housen is not my favorite wrestler, but Tony Nese making this a feud against like meme wrestlers. And Hook being so good and undefeatable, teaming with, like, a loser who can't take any offense, it just is a great odd couple to me. Like, they re sure. their dynamic is unobvious, but it works. Like, Hook will do all of the wrestling in their matches. It's a way to, like, make Danhausen be less annoying to me. Like, I think he'll be sparing. Like, he's he might do the mm, thing here and there, mm -hmm. but largely I, I, will be... I'm going to guarantee he does that here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Not a, but but with Hook, guarantee that's about all he does yeah that's good <laughs> yeah that's better than, than okay. anyway uh i think the pairing uh, is a lot of fun it has like booker t gold dust vibes a little bit of uh just this mixed match oh but maybe it maybe it makes sense in a way uh i was into it yeah that's good i mean listen the crowd loved it people seem to love it in the chat it's great oh i like ashton kuchin's comparison it's like team hell no that maybe that's a better comparison than uh, Booker T and Gold Dust. Which one of them is fucking Brian Danielson? <laughs> Hook. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're right. B Dan isn't that good anymore. <laughs> oh, that's a, it's incredible. They had two Hall of Famers. That's wild. Um, yeah. No, listen. I listen. Uh, you don't think Dan is going to the Hall of Fame? People, people, people love it, and uh, I'm all for things that people like. Just uh, not, uh, just not my part of the show. That's and that's you know people. Don't feel the need to defend it to me. Enjoy You're it. gonna get freaking cursed, man. I know. Sounds like it. But but didn't this feud this basically this whole thing basically immediately expose that it just doesn't do anything if you don't want it to? 
Good friend Jake saying rock and sock connection. I like that comparison a lot. Yes, there we go. The female, though. Two other, two, so, <laughs> which of the four Hall of Famers yeah, are these guys? That's, that's not, <laughs> awesome. not the direction, not the comparison I would have taken. Sort of reminds me of like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, these two. Sort of like Austin and The Rock is sort of what I'm getting from Dan Housen and Hooks. All right. Yeah, Booker T and Goldust. I, you, this is what happens. You just start naming yeah. odd couples. Yeah, something like yeah, they're not quite Bert. the rock you know, and bad guy. Yet. I'm sort of getting, I'm sort of getting like Martin Landau vibes from this. You dirty dog. <laughs> you getting like a, like a, I don't know, a real, a real odd couple, real Paul Simon stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Producer Matt said Heath and Rhino, something more akin to that for sure. Now we're talking. Yeah. Okay. I like when they do send hook though. Like the ch- the crowd is chanting. It's like, come on, send hook. Sad yeah. hook. It works very well. I'm glad uh, they continue to be over and it continues to work. And and, and uh, I will say most very good modern wrestlers sort of have a little period where they're, they sort of are able to flex their, you know, versatility. And it's cool that Hook is able to do that already. He's already yeah. Been to, he's been, he's been a, a, like a guy who's been ahead of schedule on a lot of stuff. And this is a different test that it appears he's passing. People seem to really like it. Boo Wardlow. These two words pop up on the Titan Tron as poor Wardlow is let out for his co- contract signing in Long Island with MJF. Once he hits the ring, a video pops up narrated by Chris Jericho. Next season on Dark Side of the Ring. And he does, well, he does a great joke out at the beginning where he goes, wait, is this actually for Dark Side of the Ring or is this for MJF? He's like, I'm not going to do anything for that little prick. And then he was like, how much are they paying? He's like, okay, all right. Uh, I thought that was a nice touch that MJF just pays off absolutely everybody. And they do a Dark Side of the Ring cut of MJF, but basically making it seem like he had been hard done by uh, in all this way. That Wardlow had turned on him and that his hero had turned on him. I have, and you know this, Zoops, I have made very loud noise about the lack of quality video packages in AEW. This was outstanding by their metric. This is as good as an AEW video package gets for me. I couldn't believe they were even allowed to do that uh, with the Dark Side of the Ring licensing, but I really, really liked this. Uh, Doesn't Vice own Dark Side of the Ring? Yeah. (laughs) These motherfuckers are buying the ROH and like, I don't know if they can get that Vice money. (laughs) Oh, I just mean, like, can you show Dark Side of the Ring of on a course, different channel? Tony Khan, man. Come you think on. he paid for it? He would if he if, if they asked him to. He but do would. you think he did? Because I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he called and asked first, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That might be the case. Uh, they have a bunch of heel old guys talking about MJF and Taz and Jake the Snake and, you know, backing him up about how bad things have been. They bring on Jewish wrestling legend, Barry Horowitz. Uh, A huge reaction in the crowd for this to talk about how great MJF is. Uh, This video package ends and out to his hometown crowd, a preview perhaps of babyface MJF down the road in years. MJF is out in Long Island. He's the biggest babyface in the world. He's running to the aisle. He's kissing babies. He's clapping hands. MJF in Long Island is just one of the best things in wrestling right now. Zoobs, you agree? They're two for two with like unbelievable scenes with MJF in Long Island. Uh, There's the the football team video, of course, famously uh, at the high school football field uh, the time before that sort of went through his high school experience. And now we've gotten uh, the dark side of the ring. Uh, 
these things go so wrong so often for so many different reasons. Uh, the the contract signing thing, and you sort of are waiting for the powerbomb to the table, which we do get. Um, but MJF sort of filling that Cody role of like he's saying whatever he wants, so, like, and we're gonna let him talk for twelve minutes, and he can do whatever he wants. I think is uh, it. I'm I'm very excited that that he has that, and very similar to how it, it's funny both of these points are sort of involving islanders jerseys but very similar to how i appreciated that that you know i think something that we get caught up sometimes in this show when we ask people to predict things or on twitter with our great people on twitter that love to interact with us in fantasy book you'll be like you could ask that uh, question about cm punk getting booed at the next pay-per-view and people would be people would respond like if cm punk wants to do a heel like would you would you have said two weeks ago like oh do you think uh mjf's gonna get cheered out of the building and get a and like jump into the crowd with fans in two weeks and like oh it had to be some extended face turn like the company's good enough that if they need to do it for a night they will do it well and and we are somehow a smart enough audience that to accept that and enjoy that and have that be a a, a feature not a bug sort of be like you know we, we get the big storytelling and that stuff pays off and is really huge but we also get the like special one night stuff as we mentioned with 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 Cole and Dax, as we mentioned with Punk wearing the Tavares jersey, I mentioned now again with MJF in Long Island being a thing and him doing a great job of making sure that he knows that they know that he knows uh, that they're going to do that thing that night, right? How many times in, in other wrestling companies did they, did they come to the guy's hometown and they did what Jericho did? And I left immediately because it sucks here. And like, it would be very easy, like, oh, MJF's a heel, they have to do that. And just like, oh, we have to, right? That sort of the thing is that we have to do that because he's a heel. And it's like, no, you you have the faith in your talent and in your audience and in your storytelling and in your ability as a good company mm-hmm. to deliver a special moment. And they did it. And still, like, sort of quasi-get-the-face moment from uh, from Wardlow. So full marks for me all around, up to and including, and this is why I mentioned off the top of the show, I want to pay it off. That I, how many times I laughed at small things that it just like you were reminded how funny mm. wrestling is. Uh, Sean Spears in the all white with the special white chair. I, I, you have to love him. Who has grown better than our boy, Sean Spears, since we started doing this show? Few. Few. Very few. Um, stuff like that sprinkled throughout. Obviously, you get it with Jericho Appreciation Society later on. But um, yeah, I, 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 you, every so often, I mean, once a month, every other week, you get blown away by how fucking good MJF is at pro wrestling. And this was another one where it's like so many of these segments suck so bad. And uh, it did not. He's, he's fucking great. You used the word special there a couple times, Zoobs. And I think this was a special segment from the Wardlow entrance to the dark side of the ring uh rip off parody thing uh to this mjf promo where he paints him versus wardlow as biblical this is a story we all know this is david versus goliath and in his babyface hometown when he's in log island they're in the palm of his hands and no one gets like an inch out of a mile of that attention more than mjf and you're right talking about things that it feels like are untouchable saying well, you want to talk about 2024, which is, of course, the year that his contract's up and he keeps teasing that he will sign with WWE because they will pay him more. Talking about calling Cody the American roller coaster, which I thought just an absolute great line. But ultimately, we do get to the actual contract portion of this. And here's the deal, Zoobs. Just like he did with his pal, the American roller coaster, Cody Rhodes, Wardlow has to take 10 lashings from MJF in the ring. Then the week after that, he has to wrestle Sean Spears in a steel cage, which Wardlow is zero and two in. 
with special guest referee MJF. And if you win both of those, you can face me at double or nothing. And if you beat me there, you will be free of your contract under me. But if not, you will never be allowed to sign a contract with All Elite Wrestling for as long as you live. So much to get across here for MJF. And he weaves it all seamlessly. The story is told. Uh, this is going to be the build to double or nothing, starting with some Wardlow lashes next week. What do you think of returning to the well on that, Zoobs, with uh, the, the beating in the ring? Uh, three points. Number one, I want to give a shout out to, M- to good friend Jake, the Lance, who uh, so often says it's so perfect. I think absolutely nails it here. MJF is not a face in Long Island. MJF turned Long Island heel. <laughs> perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, and I, w- I also wanted to point out, we're talking about uh, Sean Spears, getting him to do the 10. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and and up to it. You know, I think that's uh, that you're you're playing with fire there, right? Like I yeah. I prefer the Jericho school there. You remember when Jake Hager comes out and people are going, We the people, he goes, We the people sucks. We don't say that shit here. Uh, yeah. I like that school of it, but the odd callback, I think uh, MJF is good enough. But if I'm Sean Spears, I'm I'm saying, okay, one time only. Let's not yeah. let's not get everybody doing they, it, and it has been. He's been here almost, you know, almost two years, and it's the first time they've gone to the well. So yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, I do like I do like following the path and something I really like about this and it's it you it's a consistent credit I have to give MJF is like the thing about a deal with the devil sort of thing is like eventually the devil has to like outline a specific plan that you that you can complete right sort of it's it's sort of like the whole thing about it you have to be very specific in your language yeah. when you're when you're making these like sell your soul deal with the devil things but a contract is offered to you eventually you do like he he in a very good way sort of in that what part of what makes him a, a great classic sort of heel in this mode i almost don't even want to use heel just sort of because he's almost he almost feels like a different thing than like oh it's a classic heel thing he is that but also it feels bigger and and, and larger than that um it, it, you do get offered the hero does have offered the chance of salvation they have the chance of comeuppance they have the chance uh that's making it impossible so i think it's going to be very good um and we saw this before you know when he went with uh, Pillman Jr. and I think we saw it a little bit with sometimes with uh, Darby is sometimes he is so good that you sort of get the like man he's way better than than this guy he's in there with and I think with Jimmy Vander Huge like Wardlow maybe licked his lips and was like, mm. like yeah like that's 60 times it's difficult when this guy goes at the speed he goes like what are you going to do if your whole thing is to be the strong silent type that power bombs guys through tables you just have to do that but like it's tough. It's tough to hang with them. It's punk, you know, you realize, man, that punk shit, like that was top tier to have a second guy involved. Just in that vein, Zoobs, like it feels, if you disagree, please, please say so. But it feels to me that this far out, the stipulation, the way this build has gone, that Wardlow will be your winner at double or nothing. Like it feels like Wardlow now must beat MJF, not only for the stipulations in this contract, but just, you know, good guy goes over at WrestleMania and ultimately he needs to do that uh i'll flatly tell you i don't think he's ready uh i think a win over mjf really means something and i don't think wardlow's there yet not on the mic not in the ring and it is it's such a tricky thing in pro wrestling because there's a balance right where great pro wrestlers can bring people up to their level so often right and Mm -hmm. you know bring the best out of people but a really great wrestler can also, you you bring up Darby MJF on the mic and I like that and I'll use a, an analog with CM Punk as I want to do. 
when they had him feud with Curtis Axel to sort of elevate him in the IC title over in New York. And it was just like, Curtis Axel is swallowed by Punk, like in the match, on the mic. Like it's, he can't he can't get over because he can't eclipse this, you know, mountain in front of him who he's feuding against. And I don't know that it's that dire with Wardlow, obviously, and the build really helps him. Um, but I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be interesting. I consider a war or rather an MJF win and like, oh, his but his full name isn't Wardlow or something on yeah. the contract. <laughs> um like I, I would be starting to think of something schmaltzy like that, um, or he returns in a different gimmick, something because I, I don't know if he can beat MJF yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Maybe maybe Spears runs a foul or something. I, I don't know. They're they're sort of um I agree with you, but it's it sort of the there's sort of the dueling things with Wardlow is you like if they really do value and really do think he's a piece that can be a, a big baby face for them in the future, you sort of also want him to get away from the MJF thing and not have it totally define him, but you also like there's also the worry of like not tethered to MJF. What even is then? What then? What's even? What's he doing? Right? Yeah. Sort of the that those dueling difficulties. I hope he can. His whole existence is as a, yeah. a mollusk they can, to MJF. They can find the find a way. I think I I think they'll find a way to to satisfy us here. Because man, he's had some huge moments. He's had some huge pops. He's had some huge like he was instrumental in, in a lot of stuff that's been really important. And a lot of that, of course, was elevated by the fact that it was happening during Punk MJF. But I think ultimately he's way higher than he was, and and sticking the landing maybe isn't as important as um, the overall momentum. That's probably true too, because that's true in wrestling just in general. I would say that that sort yeah. of large overreaching narrative is ultimately what's important. Maybe, uh, the chat maybe room, Tom, I'll say maybe Tom Hummel nails it there. Doesn't get an AEW yeah. contract, but he does get an ROH contract. That makes a lot of sense. I was gonna say brains in the chat for Tom Hummel there. Uh, the chat was already given them. I like that call. No AEW contract, but can sign with Ring of Honor. That seems like a good call to be something, something like that where MJF still gets the win. I don't think Wardlow is ready for the MJF win yet. That's that's just my uh, opinion. Very good. Very good. Up next, Zoobs, another video package between Samoa Joe and Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh. Um, I don't mind these video packages, Zoobs, So this is like the third week that we've had something very similar to this uh, video package with maybe a fresher set of eyes. I don't know if these were some of the things you sought out on the show. How did this uh, video package hit you, of course? Jay Lethal sort of making it known, listen, I'm not in the tournament, but I'm waiting for you uh, the moment you get out of it. Pretty big, bold, this is ROH letters written on it for me. Sort of, I, I think that's sort of my gut reaction when I see Sanjay Dutt and, uh, and Jay Lethal. I'm like, oh, sure, this is ROH. Um, so <laughs> that's sort of... That's, you don't not, mean not, that as a compliment. Not, and not, I don't mean it like especially negatively, but I sort of... Um, it, it's apparent, it, it becomes very apparent to me about... Uh, the ROHiness of it all, and, I, and again, I I still have optimism and, and hopes for that that company. So, to me, it felt more like ROH world building than it did like sort of part of the greater, you know, AEW picture. I think the the Joker thing was like really quickly hinted at, and then they were like, "But we have beef afterwards," as you said. Yeah, was that basically telling you, listen, Samoa Joe is going to lose to this Joker. This Joker is going to be a big deal because Jay Lethal is going to run in on the match. But don't worry, the real feud here is lethal and joe because i don't get why you put joe in the tournament to lose in the first round like that's not how you build samoa joe even with interference three guys versus samoa joe you're telling me samoa joe can't beat up three guys you get me and two of my friends we can't beat up samoa joe i'll tell you that well maybe if i got matt with me maybe if i got maddie could the three of us beat samoa joe 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be no help. So basically what you're asking is could the two of you be. Well, you got the height. That's true. Dad strength, I, too. Dad strength. I, Dad I strength. Do old, I do the old hand on the forehead. So my, do my move. <laughs> awesome. I'll muscle bust this. A2. Yeah, there you go. Dude. You got him dead to rights. Uh, I did like the Samoa Joe line here. They're acting like I need to be afraid of the unknown, of the Joker. Everyone put it in front of me so far at AEW has been the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good classic Joe line there. Jungle Boy versus Ricky Starks for the FTW title up next here. Um. Okay. Two things are true for me in this match. One what? is that Jungle Boy is a better in-ring talent than Ricky Starks. Ooh. And two, that I would make Ricky Starks champion in a heartbeat over Jungle Boy. Mm. What did you think of this match? These zoobs. I lost the chat too. Did you enjoy this match? Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think. Um, you know, we we go up and down on Ricky. I think like I could go up and down on Ricky Starks a lot. You know, um, somebody that sort of jumped around a little bit on. I'm sorry, <laughs> on where I place him. Birthday boy is Jungle Boy's brother <laughs> killed me. Um, I thought our buddy Will pointed out nicely that sort of um, Ricky Starks has turned into a really good TV wrestler. I sort of see him. Yeah. I can see him sort of being an Adam Cole level, where it's sort of like mm. is a very good, serviceable, like champion level heel that you can put in. You can put in main event. Uh, feuds and put, put with your big guys and sort of can step up to a level if, if that's what's asked to him yeah there's no question and like i don't think he's ever been lacking for star power or charisma or like in-ring presence but i think he did have some matches there where you and i both were like where exactly is he we're at the point with ricky starks where i want him to be in there with like a top guy and get like 15 minutes so i can sort of you know i'm not saying we need to rush to him and punk but you know danielson you know, a win for Hangman if he needs like a warm up, something like that would be really interesting to me at this point because I thought tonight was a banger of a match. Like, I really enjoyed this. Now, Jungle Boy is somebody who I think, even though he has limitations in other areas, I basically like all of his matches. And when he's in tag matches, I often think he's the best part of that tag match, even when he's in there with really good people. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do with Jungle Boy when he eventually loses these tag team titles. And I thought it was kind of a weird choice to have him compete in the singles match he was going to lose tonight. Uh, even though obviously a tag team can take losses in a singles match. If you're the champ, it plays a little differently to me. Sure. I think that makes sense. And um, we see sort of FTR uh, sort of in that same thing as a tag team champion, sort of getting huge amounts done because of this tournament um, internally. Yeah. I, I I almost feel like it wasn't it wasn't a full on like oh this is a passing of the guard with within the pillars sort of thing but no. um Jungle Boy's been an interesting study the last the last six months to a little bit once sort of the bigger names have moved in a guy that early on you know had mm. some basically once per pay per view had a really big pop moment um, it is going to be interesting to see sort of where he places and sort of you know their tag run has been so interesting because they, it has been um these great defenses and these great matches sprinkled in with us sort of in the in-between being like we don't really know what's going on with jungle boy and we don't really know where, where the trajectory is um i really took more of this 
for this was this was more about Starks for me. Maybe that was just what I was looking for. Maybe I was looking a little more Starks heavy, but uh, yeah, I see the star power and, and and you know not right away, not right away with the push to the moon. But I, I agree with you that I think he can start sort of taking on, biting off more than he can chew a little bit more than sort of mucking around in the middle. Bobby Burritos is pitching something interesting here. Jungle Boy, like, buzzing his head and joining the Blackpool Combat Club because he likes the the matches and, like, the submission shooter side of Jungle Boy is really fun. I think that's an interesting idea. Um, Sever One positing that uh, if he can... Uh, oh, sorry, what I got? If Jungle Boy can grow his mic skills, he has he has the higher ceiling since I think he's better in-ring. I just don't think that first part of the sentence is going to happen. Like it, it has before a guy like Brian Danielson sort of went from zero to hero on the mic, but if jungle boy can grow his mic skills, like he is currently the tag team champions getting time on television, plenty of weeks. It, like what would it, you know, alongside Christian, like what, what will it, would it be that would improve his mic skills? If not sort of this push, it's uh, right. I don't really see it. Um, so yeah. Uh, does a Christian feud make Jungle Boy a bigger star? What a great question by Tom Hummel, or sorry, not by Tom Hummel here, by uh, Seventh Offensive. Um, it's a really good question. Uh, you talked a little bit about people getting swallowed on the mic zooms. Uh, that could easily happen in a Christian versus Jungle Boy feud, right? It, yeah, it, it it could, it could, it, it definitely could. I think there's there is reason for optimism for sure. Um, but yeah, I agree with you that like. I don't know, you You want to mix um, patience and giving things time and development with seeing tangible improvement and tangible results. So uh, he's a guy that multiple times in this tag run and again, multiple times before in, in pay-per-view spots um, did elevate the game in the matches. So yeah. Yeah. And we'll, him and Christian we'll, we'll, we'll will bang it. as a match. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So no getting around that. Um. Ricky Starks does get the win, but only because uh, Swerve Strickland is out to stop Ricky from cheating. He's going to go for the belt shot. But then the ref is distracted by Swerve, which allows, which doesn't get Jungle Boy the pin. You all know this spot. Uh, ref doesn't see it despite the help coming. Ricky Starks picks up the win. But then all the tag teams are out. Powerhouse comes to join Swerve. Or sorry, rather, uh, Keith Lee comes out to join Swerve. Powerhouse comes out to join Ricky, and Luchasaurus and Christian come out to join uh, to view Jungle Boy. Is this going to be a triple threat tag at Double or Nothing? Because uh, this isn't where I thought it would go, but that's a match I'm very into. Maybe not Double or Nothing. Maybe maybe it's maybe a, a go home rampage, or, or maybe maybe it will be Double yeah. or Nothing. But I wouldn't mind seeing some uh, one of those ones where people are just flying around all over the place. I think there's some. I think there's space, and and there's a lot of talent in in those names you just said. Yeah, especially with Keith Lee and Swerve, I feel like. That's a yeah. big guy, little guy tag team that, uh, to use the parlance we like around here, does work for me, brother. Uh, Jungle Boy a little bit teasing heel at the very end of the segment that it might be him who turns on Christian, not vice versa, like I think we planned. That's probably more interesting. Some people do sort of come to life in the heel role. I don't know if that would be my guess for him, but definitely would be willing to to see that out. Makes sense appreciate them the jericho appreciation society is out standing there dressed in all white you want to know what makes daddy magic's nipples hard shouts matt menard <laughs> to open up this promo um jericho i hate the wizard 
uh, they go on to do this promo. It's building to the interruption, which is outstanding here. Uh, I actually thought the <laughs> people were really praising the segment. I thought the the actual JAS portions before Daniel uh, Garcia were like a little weaker. Um, JR with a, a one of my favorite laughing at JR lines of all time during this promo where he goes, "We're off to see the wizard. Someone's got to." <laughs> They do these Wait. these fucking guys. <laughs> Jericho does call himself the wizard. We're off to see the wizard. Hager Someone's the got to. <laughs> okay, they've done such a good job of making Hagger a visual gag week in week out. It's really something. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Uh, Qui Gon Jin and Ju saying, "I wasn't really looking forward to another GAS, but if your openers, you want to know what makes that magic nipples hard, I'm automatically in for the rest. It's really not that hard. Yeah, these guys are entertaining." I thought they were sort of reductive with what they were saying, just sort of repeating a similar style thing. But eventually they build to Daniel Garcia saying, and we know what happens when a sports entertainer steps in the ring with a pro wrestler. The sports entertainer wins every time. And if you're going to insult pro wrestling, well, that's basically a calling card for the Blackpool Combat Club to come out, starting out with big fucking mocks, sauntering to wild thing. It must be nice to be able to interrupt people and then take forever to get to the ring. It's like, oh, were you talking? I'm going to play my song for three and a half minutes and walk from the back of the arena. Wild thing. I think I love you. They're all like five guys. And, and credit to Mox, maybe like Samoa Joe earlier. When he's walking out to the ring alone to challenge five guys, you're not like, wow, Mox is going to get his ass kicked by these five. You're like, ah, oh, big fucking Mox getting a dust up with these guys. His backup shows with Brian Danielson and Lee Moriarty at the ramp. I still want these guys to enter together and have music. Like, it's so, like, I want to love the Blackpool Combat Club, but this separate entrance makes it feel like it's like, are these guys just going to break up any moment now? Like, is that why we're doing this? Um, regardless, they're still outnumbered, and Chris Jericho points that out. Although, frankly, I think if you did the kayfabe rankings at that point, you'd probably favor those four over those five, but that's a different discussion. Uh, the odds are even. By Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz appearing on the other side of the ring, a you you fucked up chant erupts from the crowd. Um, slight, slight nitpick here, and I did really like this segment. I thought you should have given Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz an entrance here. I know they like to be the guys who are like out of nowhere, you know, not pro wrestling, but they were in New York. Like, New York was like calling Eddie Kingston. And then when they came out from the ring to no music with the hoods on, I straight up don't think the crowd knew, like, they're chanting. Eddie or Eddie, Eddie. Then he hops up on the ring, and I don't even like the Eddie in New York in that moment. Even the odds should have been like one of the biggest pops on the show, and it just wasn't. Like I don't really think they knew quite what was going on. I agree with you. I agree with you that you uh, Eddie's in the stratosphere where like you want that. Uh, and and you know Blackpool Combat Club is sort of the bigger, not a surprise, but it's sort of like oh we're getting to this. Like oh finally they're answering this instead of. Instead of uh Mox instead of pardon me instead of uh Eddie and and Proud and Powerful yeah I think it it almost makes more sense to have BCC come out second here maybe I'm wrong in that whereas like them showing up is sort of what blows the roof off as you get the Eddie shows up and it's once again sort of they're like oh we're gonna, we gotta swat these guys again one more time and no then, I agree yeah them yeah. showing up as backup for the people who actually have the issue makes me I'm back. 
There we go. Uh, sorry about that. I moved my water bottle, which knocked down my notebook, which knocked down my microphone. Uh, Gosh, a chain, which knocked down a, a stack of cans, all empty. <laughs> if only, let's go viral, baby. Um, but yeah, really just thought that, like you said, Zeebs, reverse order instead of like, oh, these guys are defending pro wrestling. And then by happenstance, these other guys show up. But some continuity in the Mox Eddie friendship, which I think can sort of be, you know, sell the whole thing. And I'm very excited. I think this is probably going to lead to a blood and guts match. And I think with the participants involved and the sort of beating JAS is going to take, like the smarmy heels going to get cut up in that blood and guts match. Uh, I don't know if you were expecting Zoobs or how much you've been watching the storyline uh, with your last couple of weeks, but I actually wasn't expecting us. And you sort of did allude to it to get to BCC so quickly. I thought we were going to get like a homicide and somebody else backing up Eddie and proud and powerful the people from outside the company um who makes sense as eddie kingston affiliate so yeah for i sure. wasn't expecting that either for sure I, th I think you know the day that jas launched and started calling themselves sports entertainers who fight pro wrestlers we were on the road to it being a um bcc collision shappy on the street saying the blood and guts match is going to absolutely rule cannot believe how much i love these group of guys coming together yeah i mean you've got like the most believable guys who have been in real fights in the company on a team together like santana ortiz eddie kingston and mox have had their share of dust-ups uh and i bet you if he had to brian danielson doesn't mind getting down either and them taking on just smarmy professional wrestlers in a big step match i mean we don't know that blood and guts is happening it just seems like that's what it could be a 5v5 stadium stampede at double or nothing for sure um but regardless i like the way these guys all interact Regal KOs Jericho with the brass knuckles at the end for a big moment, which I thought was cool. And we're on to a Serena Deeb versus Thunder Rosa video package. Um, I think we all are fans of Serena Deeb on this network and want her to be in prime positions. I think her and Thunder Rosa is going to really rule. But the Thunder Rosa title reign just like isn't settling in. I don't know if it's a lack of time on TV or just sort of a Nyla feud being the de facto heel feud for a babyface champion. But uh I hope her and Deeb, this can be the start of, you know, a pretty meaningful build. Yeah, I hope we love Serena. We want Serena to be in things that make sense for her and have good matches, which is what makes sense for her. Thank you, Deeb. Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm is up next for the Owen Hart Cup uh, tournament. Dr. Martha Hart shown on camera, Zoobs. Oh, my God. To me, this was a big deal. Awesome. Um, Martha, who has sworn off pro wrestling due to of course don't need to explain the owen hart situation to people who are watching a uh, two-hour review of a show that's two hours that's wrestling based uh really warm the heart to see dr martha hart on tv here i thought hater and storm had sort of an awkward start at the gate out the gate but then i thought we got into something pretty hard hitting and awesome i was into the the back six eighths of this match or whatever you want to say <laughs> uh yeah no i, I listen to I said it before. Give us more Jamie Hader. I think she's, I think she's got it. I think she sort of has it all. She's she, she making fans. I think I, I see a sort of a, a beautiful sort of mirror to Statlander, and especially with the history and sort of where they both were um, not long ago in this company and what happened when they sort of first locked up. Um, I see sort of a parallel rise possible for them as as two sides of the same of a similar coin. To sort of kick off the discussion then, Zooms, because you started where I was going. I'm going to do the third keep it or kick it of the evening uh, to launch into this. Keep it or kick it. This statement, Tony Storm has a higher ceiling than Jamie Hayter. Mm. 
combat in here like street fighter um so it starts out a bunch of keeps three keeps in a row from c Suppa, eric hartman and jay eggs and then a wave a barrage johnny cage in the house with the kicks it's seventh offensive bobby burritos ashton kutcher maddie mack good friend jake torque penderloin heart note and trillian mcginnis all with kicks but bot style power driver and mcvander huge with the keeps kicks from geese brecht seventh offensive k a uh, keep from qui and a kick from no clue what this is people saying very hard very difficult, people say. That's what we do around these parts. Where are you on it, Zoops? Does Tony Storm have the higher ceiling than Jamie Hader? People love, I'll say this, people love, uh, people love Jamie, Jamie Hader on this channel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, Hader lovers, if you will. Uh, I think Tony might have the higher ceiling. Yeah, I think she's... Hader lovers. We can't wander past yeah, that. Come on, come on. <laughs> come on relish. <laughs> uh i am with you zoobs i think tony storm ultimately has the higher ceiling gear but i think this might legit be your one and two uh in the division uh if you told me you know thunder rosa brett baker or these two i'd probably take both of these two over those two where i starting a federation right now maybe that's just the freshness the new glean you know um but i thought this match was great i like both these competitors a lot and I think Tony Storm picks up the win here, and that's the rightful thing. Jamie Hayter doesn't need to be pushed until she does the Brit turn, right? Uh, it's right. all this is all practice matches until she gets that Wardlow MJF style Brit breakaway, uh, and that's when the push can begin for a babyface Jamie Hayter, which I hope they actually get like properly. Yeah, I hope so too. I'm right there with you. A little bit of Zoob's bait here. Scorpio Sky has the TNT title, and he's going to give a promo. And he's talking about Frankie Kazarian, who is going to be challenging for that title. And Zoobs, you're right. Oh, don't take off your headphones yet, Zoobs, because you might remember this. I'll, I'll say it quickly. Uh, and these guys, Zoobs, uh, used to be a part of uh, a tag team everybody loves, SCU, uh, yeah. uh, Old Guys Uncensored. And uh, they were the first AEW champions. And now he's got he's to face his former tag team partner, uh, Frankie Kazarian. There you go. It's something. Yeah, this this scene sucks, man. You left, and so did the TNT title scene. The belt used to might used to mean something. We used to have a it used to be a proper country. You know what I mean? That belt used to mean something. It used to be part of the show. Miro, Darby, the Codester, hell, tough, tough juice. Uh, then we get a Kazarian promo. Well, no, we don't. He's interrupted by the other people in this scene: Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti uh he says look out because scorpio sky is a liar i don't remember do these guys have a past where scorpio sky lied to him i don't know what he was talking about here but it may have been rooted in something uh he keeps warning kazarian i was just deeply uninterested in this and then uh sammy Guevara says scu later you know, i gotcha. thought hey, that, that is pretty good not bad not bad so, not something i can see being said uh by somebody else at some point can be a shirt soon probably it's my review of this nothing not interested in this can, can you <laughs> sc with the birthday i don't like it Pop. <laughs> do i look is it does it look like eddie kingston's on the show 
It looks, yeah, well, it looks like he's looking down at a photo of himself. That's fucked up. What's that? Because I think you think maybe that the shirt in white with the headband is looks like your face, but the shirt, the, the face above that is what looks like your face. Now what? How was that for sort of a visual gag? Taking advantage of the Twitch medium. You can't do that on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big guests. Big guest today. <laughs> yeah, we got we got Matt. Remember, new on the channel is uh, John Moxley. That was that was a big get. Okay, main event time. It's uh, Jeff Hardy in a dream match. Says Darby Allen uh, against Darby Allen. Uh, the bell rings. Darby Allen immediately bails to the floor, grabs every chair in sight. Uh, it's a disaster. This match is a car crash. The Swanton bomb from the ladder to the floor is one of the most psychotic spots I've ever seen. Zoobs, this this delivered in terms of the, this. If you said Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy are going to wrestle, th this is what comes to mind, right? God bless Darby, right? Gets he gets to do all the stuff that he always wanted to do. Uh, insanity is insanity. <laughs> insanity. The guy not so amount of damage on television. <laughs> yeah, how can you even? How can you even believe it? How can you even believe what Darby Allen does on this show sometimes? Truthfully, I don't. I do not believe it. There are times, look, I think you've said this before and it's well said, no one else on this show should do a suicide dive. Like Darby is yeah. just willing to do it in a way that you all aren't as willing to go as far as Darby. Darby's <sighs> willing to sprint, tuck his head, and know roughly where his opponent is. And press. Fucking, one off the ladder into the bunch of, like that's fucking ridiculous. It's the most, for a it is show. the most insane Swanton bomb I've ever seen. That's Think of fucking... how many Swanton bombs I've seen. Yeah. That's crazy. That, that like that spot's crazy. How tall is that ladder? Insanity. Because the ring is what four feet off the ground, something like that, three four feet. Yeah, maybe more. And then that ladder is what twelve feet. Ugh, brutal. You're eighteen feet in the air, jumping onto Jeff Hardy in chairs. Brutal. No partner. And the distance he gets on the Swanton, Jeff Hardy couldn't have made that jump. <laughs> oh my god! Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's. There's brutal. a twelve foot ladder, says Sever. Thank you. How about that, that eyeball? Brutal as a brutal spot to just have as a television show spot. I mean, it's a psycho thing to do. You can watch death matches that won't make me cringe that hard. Like that is, how is your body okay after doing that? Wild. Anyway, a fun match. Jeff Hardy picks up the win, moving on in this tournament. Not what I was expecting. I was expecting Darby Allen to pin his hero here, but uh, the tournament moves on. Zoob's a hell of an episode of Dynamite. Yeah, I was sort of lost for the ending seemed a little froggy to me. They sort of seemed like they a little bit a little bit extra walking around at the back at the back end of the show. And and I was surprised by the finish. I mean, that was just sort of my the state of shock that I sort of my body is in watching him go through all of this throughout the show. You're just like, rocked and then seeing something else. Yeah. Um seeing the match end anyway, you're just sort of like, oh my God. So yeah, I thought I thought Darby really did carry um, quite a bit. Oh yeah, of this, but this was but... Darby Darby wrestling Jeff Hardy. You know, like that's yeah. what this was. He was doing most of this, but I'm sure he was happy to. At least for as long Boy. as he can, his body will hold together, man. Yeah, and the the finish is, yeah. So so be it. I, I'm surprised. I was surprised, but I guess. Yeah, the roll was it. He he crucifixes him out of the out of the coffin drop yeah 
the technical the technical wrestling of Jeff Hardy. That's the veteran's mindset. That's a vet. Jeff Hardy's nothing if not a veteran. He's nothing if not a veteran. Unbelievable. Yeah. Such great stuff. Zoobs, that was dynamite. Home run of a show. Are you sticking with your seven, my brother? Yeah, I think so. Seven, definitely a seven post show. Definitely seven wrestling brain. Oh my god. Oh, this was this was a great episode of A Double Dudes. Uh, but you promised me two hours of time i know how precious your time is right now it means the world to me that you managed to uh i wasn't expecting you this early uh after uh, young samuel entered our lives so uh i don't know what next week brings or the week after uh and we will always play it by ear but uh this was a fucking riot for me i had so much fun with you back tonight man it was great to be here thank you to the to the brainiacs what a great time uh the generosity tonight was 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 wicked and uh i'm really good Let's admit it, it was the best part Really fun, uh, really fun show. Really great chat. Oh my goodness, that was that was a wild time tonight. Yeah, the good episodes of Dynamite. It's uh, the people come in here ready to ready to take, ready to bring they the be, fire. They begat a great episode of. Uh, Matty, you're down to do a bit of a post show with me. You know I am. Okay. Well, of course you can follow him at the underscore zoobs, uh, at less than jays. It's. I mean, I'm sure you've seen. If you have Twitter, you've seen it. That's that's a fact, Jack. <laughs> Zeus, why are you laughing? I don't. I I feel like that's not true, but it's totally fine. What are you talking about? Not true. <laughs> I all anyone's talking about is baseball on my timeline. I don't know a fucking thing about baseball. Right. Uh, and then and then everybody on there they say, "What's listen? What's the Zoobs? What's Jake? What's Lesson Jay saying about these topics?" I see it. You got to think, Zoobs. I'm in these streets. It's different. That's true. You see, you're everything. in the ivory tower a little bit. I, I'm in. I'm. I mean, you have a lot more, a lot more followers than I do too. So you see a lot more. Yeah, how many followers do you have? Ten k or something? I mean, you would, <laughs> get forty thousand more, and we can talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as I miss you. Thank you for making time for this. We kept it to two hours, which I did not know if, if we were going to be able to do because I knew merch match was going to eat it up. But we did it. Apologies to Jungle Boy and Ricky Starks, who probably uh, deserve better. And uh, most importantly. Thank you to the nasty casties. That number continues to grow. You got, you guys keep going up. I might have to form something of a relationship with you. I might have to consider not saying, does it smell better in here? Once we say bye to you guys on the Twitch show every week, I do that, but, <laughs> but you didn't even know that till now, but I might stop if this number continues to grow zooms, any message uh, to the brainiacs, to the casties before you send him off some love and energy. As always, my, my parting shot is, is that itself love and energy can't wait to see what what brings uh the next little bit gonna be some awesome wrestling coming up i'm excited about it we'll see what uh, what happens you're gonna be in forbidden door you're gonna go in, you're going to forbidden door that'll, that'll be a fun sort of figure out uh sort of thing and then we'll figure out uh that pay-per-view coming up too yeah yeah we got to figure out double or nothing i mean it's double or something weekend again yeah uh, i see sick nick in the chat i wonder i wonder if he's interested in doing a, a 64 rumble for the for sake of the good old days but we should we should do we got to do some stuff on uh double or nothing weekend i know uh i'll find somebody to do like a big preview show with too on the the channel that week so that's coming yeah, up don't forget to get the shirt away oh my god folks uh, if Bobby you were Burrito's subscribed tonight if you subscribe tonight you have a chance to win this shirt by answering this trivia question oh my goodness these gentlemen, we now know as Dax Harwood, 
and Cash Wheeler, FTR, the top guys. But they've gone as many names. Dash and Dawson, the mechanics, the revival. They were the revival a lot later into their career than I think most people realize. And so the question to win this t-shirt, it was not until over 12 takeovers that Dash and Dawson became the revival. Who were their first takeover opponents as the revival? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. First person, this is yours. That there's a question. Who were their first takeover opponents as the revival? Dennis Dirtwork has it. American Alpha. The first. Yeah, Eric said VOD villains. My mind goes way earlier, too. It is not the case. American Alpha, the first revival match on TakeOver. Dennis, DM me. Uh, if you are a medium or a large and your address, you have won this amazing t-shirt from Exploder Tees. Follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Instagram. And you'll have to see it as, as Dennis. You see, if you're in his chat, you see the little little gift beside Dennis. Name. Dennis has gifted five subs to the channel tonight. So you gotta, you gotta love that. That's a little karma coming right home back, if you know what I'm saying, Zips. Thank you for whoever reminded me. I'm the worst at remembering to do the giveaways. I enter the I, show and then I'm just in like show mode. Literally, Bobby himself uh, was the one who <laughs> pulled it out. So Exploder thank, thank you, Bobby. Drop the link again in the chat if you don't mind, Bobby. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. So much great. You saw the mocks in Blackpool Combat Club shirts last week. Great stuff. And uh, Zoobs, my brother. Love and energy.